You know what it is. It's your boy Big Phil, and you're now listening to the Veal Radio Show, where we chilling like villains with the homie Jay Harris, Shirt Dog, and yours truly. Yes. Yo, yo, what's going on? This is the Veal Radio Show. You're now rocking with the blessed. This is Jay, aka Julie in the building. You already know what it is. Pure Radio 103.7 FM, 1320 AM. You know what I'm saying? We about to get it on in like we always do. We we in our series, you know what I'm saying? Uh, take a knee part two. We're gonna be talking about some of the issues hitting our country with the NFL, our president. Um, we even gonna get into BET and the Eminem performance. He kind of went at President Trump's throat or whatever. Oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna hit some of these issues, let our heart out about them, and also try to see if we can bring a godly perspective to it. And, 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 uh, and at the end of the day, you see how do we find unity through all this stuff? But I got some amazing people with me in the building. It's my host or whatever. They make me look like I know what in the world I'm talking about. But these are really the, the brains behind the whole thing up here. You know what I'm saying? Fellas, tell them what time it is. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it's going to be a long-winded thing right here. Let's it's go. your boy, Philly Yillies, man. And I just want to give a public service announcement. It's about to get bozy wozy and this thing today, baby. We might not be back on the shiz no anymore, baby. <laughs> Cut the cord on the Veil Radio Show, baby. But go we gonna keep fighting, you know what I'm saying? Fists in the air, baby. Let's go. Let's go. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is uh, Shirt Dog. I'm glad to be back. Hey, I, people are listening to this. That's what's crazy to me. Every Saturday night. People are out driving at their houses, whatever, listening to what we're talking about. And, man, we want to know what you guys are thinking. We have a Facebook page. Y'all should hit up. The Ville Radio Show. Check us out on Facebook. We want to hear your comments. We uh, have a Facebook Live going every Thursday. Just hit us up, man. We want to know what y'all are thinking. We want to know where y'all are at because we're talking about some serious stuff. There we are. There we are. So, yo, listen. Mm, where do we start today? So, fellas, where y'all want to jump in at? Let's just jump in with Eminem. It's a, it's a whole lot. So It's a whole lot. Let's, let's, let's take it easy and grease. Hey, so, y'all want to start with Eminem? Yeah. So, everybody knows the rapper Eminem from Detroit or whatever, you know what I'm saying, D12 or whatever, it, you know, um, one of the illest white rappers ever to touch the microphone, and for most people, one of the illest rappers altogether. Um... Eminem is that boy. He can spit those bars and, and whatnot, but you know, he has a, a split personality and gets a little crazy with his words on the microphone. But during the BT Cypher the other night, um, this became really big news because he used his platform to really go at Trump's throat. You know what I'm saying? Um, people, I think they feel in a little way about it or whatever. Like, what, like, what are y'all thoughts on the whole like deal with it? Well, first of all, Phil, what, what have you heard people saying about it? Um... All perspectives. All perspectives. It's been good and bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, good, you know, like, yo, he spoke out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get too many white men that'll come out and speak out like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, on this issue, on this topic, um, you know, it was pretty dope. And then you got, oh, he's demonic. He um, he was spurring hate, and um, his music has always been like that, and you shouldn't pay attention to what he says. Then you had the person that was like, I respect what he says, you know what I'm saying? Um, but 
he shouldn't have to speak for me as a black person. You know, you got that. You got that. All different type of views I've heard. Then you got people that just like, y'all don't know what y'all want. Y'all, like, one minute you say white America should speak out about the injustices. Then once white America speak out about the injustices, y'all still, y'all want to talk about, I don't need no white man to speak for me. Like, what, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? So you had all of these different type of conversations going on online and um, just, you know, meeting with uh, people that I ran into that talked about it. So it's been pretty interesting. You know what I'm saying? My perspective is, is that I'm alone with the first group, like, I call it leveraging white privilege, bro. He, you know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing new that, you know, a lot of people might disagree with me with this, but it is what it is. That's how I feel. Black folk been feeling like this, saying this, you know, since the brother got it in the office. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing no different. You know, people been killing Trump, New York rappers especially, because they know a lot of his business ventures that started in New York. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this is early 90s, 80, 90s. You know what I mean? Ain't no different what we even about what we've actually said about Trump. Yeah. Um, we always felt this way, but again, just like anything um, that we do a lot of times in this country, um, it gets put, a muzzle gets put on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, you know what I mean? That we we don't care nothing about that, or you know, it, it just don't. It's just not as potent because of the narrative that has been built in the country. But when um, you know, white man comes out and he says it, I call it leveraging the white privilege. I don't need him, but I appreciate him mm -hmm. speaking out against it. So that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to use my voice, but I appreciate him coming along the side and recognizing that. And he didn't really speak about, you know, he did speak about some oppression. He just went in on Trump. Mm -hmm. And I think he said some things that a lot of people were already thinking. And, you know, that's just that. You know what I'm saying? But that don't stop the movement of what we do and what we should do as African Americans. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't we shouldn't be like, oh, victory is ours. Nah, they ain't, they don't work like that. You gotta keep going. You right. know what I'm saying? So, you know, the um, I just wanted to read one of the lyrics that he dropped or whatever, right? So he said, um, he this is just a quick snippet. He says, plus he gets, he's talking about Trump. He says, plus he gets an enormous reaction when he attacks the NFL. So we focus on that and instead of talking Puerto Rico or gun reform for Nevada all these horrible tragedies and he's bored and would rather cause a Twitter storm with the Packers. Then he says he wants to lower our taxes. Then who's going to pay for his extravagant trips back and forth with his fam to all his golf resorts and his mansions, same blank that he tormented Hillary for and he slandered. Then he do, then does it more from his endorsement of Bannon supports for the Klansmen, tiki torches in hand for the soldier, for the soldiers that's blacks and comes home from Iraq and is still told to go back to Africa. Mm. Um, That's hard body right there. Yeah, so he, he, you know, I think, you know, like, let's speaking from a Christian perspective, yeah. right? I don't think our worldview um, and, you know, in the way that we would hold a lot of these conversations with Eminem, you know, like from a stance, we will align with Eminem, so to speak, right? But there's a whole lot of truth mixed in his words, right? Yeah. And so I think most Christians who especially are staunch Trump reporters um, and are part of the evangelistic, the, the, the evangelicals or whatever, who are very pro-Trump, 
their response when they hear somebody like me, who's a Christian and pastor say this, they go like they just wipe it completely off the board. But what they don't understand is they are no longer inside of the Christian bubble for me is either they're suspect as well, because I'm like, you're standing with somebody who has given a nod to Klansman. So that maybe they can't taste what that feels like me because they're not black, but I'm like, I expect them to be able to comprehend my disdain with that in some sense, right? Yeah. And so, and also when, um, I remember when, when Trump was being interviewed and at his rally when the one, uh, one of his um, supporters smacked this black lady, right? Right. Hit her. Mm. Black woman. Mm. Coming, just coming through the rally, right? White so, male. White male, right? And he's asked on TV, um, you know, like about the guy and if they plan on supporting that or that they, it was heard that um, they were going to actually pay his bills or something or his, legal, or, or his legal fees or something. And he said something like, we're looking into it. He said, I actually told my people to look into to, it. What, what in the world is that? Like, what, bro, like, we're, like, like but, where are we at when people are standing on his side and then looking at other people going... Y'all are like, I'm like looking at people like, yo, you don't see this. Well, yeah. what you, well, what would you say? Because most evangelicals say they, most even, I won't say most. I say some will say that they vote policy, not person. So what would you say to them? I, I would say that they're absolute liars and they don't, they don't, they've, n- number one, they will morally, they, they tore down Obama on every personal aspect to the point of even calling his wife and daughters monkeys, right? So they made that extremely personal. You, you know, before it got to even policy. Right. It got to policy at a certain point, but they went straight for his throat or whatever. And stuff that they would never in their life tolerate from Obama, because it's really a black intolerance, but most of them will never say that. Right. And most white Americans can't even digest or articulate their racism because they need blacks to help them with that. But they've never had to use blacks for anything in their life besides being workers or whatever. We, that's a whole nother story. But this country will never be able to deal with racism ever. You have to let the oppressed articulate that to you. And people who have been in power in this country can't stand being led by by people who they feel are less than them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying that to say the people who are in power are, are worse than anybody else. Their sin is just like all of us. But the way this sin setup has set up, it set up a power structure of superiority and, authority and inferiority, and it works against us all to never be able to come to this thing or whatever. And so, but just going, I know I just went around the block, but going back to what you're saying or whatever, like, it, it's, it's, it's bullcrap in a heart is so deceitful. Nobody would have ever, no Republican in this country yeah. prior to this Trump craze would have ever in their life let a Democrat come into office. And I'm not pro-Democrat or pro-Republican, or so don't even throw me in that box. I don't give a crap about none of your politics. I care about Jesus Christ and the gospel. Right. So, but... They would never in their life let somebody who, come on, man, you on video, you 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 recorded talking about grabbing women's private parts, like that's like you're not saying it as something you did one time. You're saying I just go. This is how I handle women. Mm. Like you sit in there. He's running this game, and and Eminem hits it inside of his 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 rhyme. And I thought it was the hardest one, but like he takes a jab at um at you know this whole patriotism bull crap, right? Mm-hmm. 
when what did Trump say out of his mouth to McCain? Like about like, you know, real what he said something about real prisoners of war or like real um like Trump wouldn't support prisoners of war because he likes his heroes not captured. Yeah. Bro, that's one of the most disrespectful statements. Disrespectful. Probably on record. Two that is worse than burning a flag. That's the worst Wiping your freaking butt with a flag, whatever you want to say, because you are directly going straight at a number one, a walking living soldier. Yes, sir. Prisoner of war. Like I it's a lot are of you, things I didn't care about when it came to McCain. But I ain't it's no denying. Son, son is a man. soldier. He's a soldier, B. Respect that <laughs> respect to the max or whatever all day. Is, I just put this together. I don't know why I haven't thought about it. But it's like you have him taking this hardline stance against kneeling for disrespecting the flag for what it represents. And all people say, oh, because you're disrespecting the military. Yet they're supporting a guy who's disrespecting prisoners of war the most like the people that should be praised the highest above anybody. I mean, what it's world crazy. Are we, what world are we in, bro? It's crazy. Like, what world are we actually in? It doesn't in? even like, make sense. Let's stop playing games, that's, man. And then let's, let's go here. He had his people look into paying legal fees for a white male Ooh. assaulting a black so woman. This is, I'm the not, same NFL, and, and you're going against the NFL that you say that... that it, and the NFL is so hard on this domestic violence and assaulting women and, 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 and dehumanizing women. And the leader of the free world says he's going to possibly help pay well, the legal fees. This is my thing with that. I, I have to believe on, that man. Trump is a talking head. He doesn't even know what he's saying sometimes. There's I, no I, way he had his people... Looking into, you know, like when he's caught in a position, he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to support my, you know, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. I agree. Like, so he's so absent minded sometimes that it's like, I agree, bro, but you no don't way. say it. You, I know. You need no, to learn I'm not, how to it's say not forgivable. <laughs> you, well, it is forgivable if it, he actually admits it and repents of it. But it's like, that's never going to happen because that's not who he is. But let me let me go back to Eminem. OK. I this is what's hard as an evangelical Christian. Because that's what I think we all are. Would y'all say that? Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we don't want to get... We don't want to be boxed with the people. <laughs> I don't want to be necessarily called evangelical. But at the end of the day... I, mean, I get it. What it means is what we are. Right. And what's hard is when someone like Eminem comes out and says these things, evangelical Christians will not hear one thing he says because he curses mm -hmm. and he perpetuates hate. Yeah. It, I mean, those things are true. It's you not mean, like, You mean curses like our president? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I just want to make sure. Okay. But I'm just saying. He's demonic. Yeah. Demonic. And it's like, but these are like. But our president is red. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, right. All right. But, and he grabs. Hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. Keep going. Better hush your mouth. But what I'm saying is, it's like. At what point can we listen to fellow image bearers of God that are fully broken, who actually might be demonic? I don't know if Eminem has his demons. You know, I'm sure he does. Who? who I don't know if he does. No, sir. I don't want to say that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying he does or doesn't. He needs the Lord. Then we'll go with that. We're, sure. We know that for sure. But, but he can rap. He can rap. 
His God-given gift. If this works-based gospel that some of these people are pushing out here or whatever, his rap game might get him into heaven. But we know it's by the blood of Jesus, so it ain't going to work out for him. So we need to pray for him. Come to the Lord. So my point is, it's like, at what point um, do we actually listen to even broken people? I mean, what else are we going to expect from someone who doesn't have Christ besides perpetuating the same hate they receive back? I mean, we're living in a war zone because it is like, I mean, it's it's a concrete jungle and it's like hard because the only thing to do is hate the thing that you hate and then they hate it back. And just, it's like, you know, um, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I want to use a verse to kind of paint a picture of what I, I kind of hear you saying here, right? Um, no, so yeah, that was good. Yeah, no, that's that's really, really good. You so you know in the Bible when um, it's really good, and we need to push into it more. So this is the faith of the Canaanite woman, right? Um, Okay, it says, and Jesus went, this is Matthew 15, 21 through 28, and it says, and Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and was crying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon, but he did not answer her a word, and his disciples came and begged him, saying, send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to uh, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as your desire, as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Um, I was reading this the other night, right? And I just was like. You, you you ever read a scripture and you're like, there's something in this. Like we read it all the time, but there's something in it that this that that's like a mega bomb that we're not capturing or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I ain't trying to say I discovered it, but one of the things that really impressed in my heart was like, you know, when I started researching it, it you know, when you read this, it's like, yo, Jesus just called her a dog. You know what I'm saying? But he was using the lingo of how the Jews reference, you know, Gentiles. Like, yo, you're a dog. And in the statement, the picture here is that she came with this crazy humility that was mind blowing because the fact of the matter is nobody deserves the bread on the table. No, not one. No human on this earth. Right. Mm-hmm. But most people come to God and they don't function like that. They function like they deserve the bread on the table and like they're good. And she came with this humility like, yo, even the dogs in the street get the crumbs off the table. He like girlfriend you getting a whole loaf of bread yo right so he don't give us the crumbs he gave us his son jesus right but there's still this sobering reality that as believers we have to stay really really close to the scripture we don't deserve any of the bread it's all by the blood of jesus that's why as an image bearer right of christ of god excuse me eminem deserves to be listened to because we're not at the table of Christ because we are good or better than Eminem or anybody else. We're there because the blood of Jesus Christ brought us there. And God says to pray to the Lord of the harvest for more workers or whatever because the harvest is plentiful. It's not a thing that's based off of who's good, who's bad. It's based off of God is actually good. So everybody gets a word. The bum on the street gets a word, on the, gets to speak. Mm-hmm. And we should listen to him because he's made in the image of God. And our hurt should be that this person 
is dignified because of who birthed them, right? Mm -hmm. But we need to be affirming their dignity, like John Perkins was saying. Yep. We yep. need to be affirming their <clears throat> dignity because Satan has tried to destroy that. It changes the whole conversation and it changes the whole posture of Christians. So hitting back to what you were saying, Shirt, where we have this thing. Now I'm speaking from a black man perspective, right? I can't even, for the sake of my country, say that I feel like we're being that I'm being trampled in this country. And people go, go back to Africa. You unpatriotic this and that. Or even for players or whatever to use their platform and say, this is a problem. This isn't like a little issue. In the, like, like for people who are like, hey, man, you're messing up my Sunday. For them, it's a, an annoyance. So it's a conversation that maybe they'll shoot back and forth on Facebook, talk a little crap about or whatever and this and that. But like it's something that eats at the very heart and soul and the gut of African-Americans every single day. It's always been, the story's already being hashed up with every Facebook post, every single thing else or whatever. And it's disgusting. But man, it feels like you're suffocating when you can't even speak out and say that. And people who are actually in power or feel more privileged or feel like they're superior, but that superiority has become so normal mm -hmm. in what we call the American way, they deem you actually trying to speak on your own behalf and, and speak for your children who are going to suffer this coming behind you as if you are actually being anti-American. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I love this country too. Like a lot of these people that are screaming and stuff forget, I'm like, we have family members that served in the military too. When yeah. I was a kid, I used to get on Navy ships with my stepfather. My father was in the military. I'm like, what are you talking about, unpatriotic? Like, yeah. my family fought for it too. But this is not what they had in mind. And they were getting crapped on and getting stepped over and people were jumping past them and becoming their superior's kids or whatever, even though they were working their butt off and everything. Like, that's the story I've heard from my family all my life is being trampled. I watched my mom be trampled in corporate America. I've been through it. My sister, I watched it happen. I can tell a million freaking stories of, of mothers, fathers, people who have had to bring equal opportunity lawsuits just to get some justice while it's actually being decided by their white peers whether or not they were actually, come on, man. Yeah. And then you got people who claim, like, I'm not even mad that people are racist. You know why? Because we're sinners. I expect it. Mm. I'm, my, I'm a racist first. I'll say it first and foremost. I'm a racist, and I'm always having to lay before God. God, deal with my heart. Deal with my anger. Deal with this spirit in me that wants to lash back out and help me to see myself as this person who does not even deserve any bread. Mm. Let me Help me be that person. Because if I could see myself as that person, I won't be able to throw a rock at other people and try to slit their throat. Even with Trump, I can't stand this bull crap. I don't think he should be president. That's my definitive you know, response to that. But I, I'm going to pray for him because if God could save a wretch like me, he could save him. He could save anybody. But so. I can't suffocate, and I don't expect for any African Americans or anybody else or even white people to suffocate and become voiceless to the point they can't even say, yo, we're being mistreated. Well, something to that, Jay, is so sometimes I hear in conversations um, between white and black people. Yeah. Like black people will will voice something angry and something that like, you know, they feel. And then I'll, I'll hear like a white person go like, well, I also have, you know, issues and things. And I mean, I also have hurt and pain 
Like, is mine not valid? Yeah. I mean, I hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the problem with that is this. As Christians, we can listen and we can hear because if we're fully satisfied in Christ, then we don't need anything from anybody else. And the problem with it is you're just saying something, making it about yourself when you didn't go first. I mean, you sure, everyone has hurts and pains, but you didn't come up to the black person and say, here's what I'm dealing with. This is my struggle. They came to you and told you that. And yet now you're flipping it and making yep. it about yourself instead of just listening. Yep. And I mean, that's like the hard part because it's not about like, obviously you have hurts and pains. Every human has hurts yep. and pains. We're broken people. Our stories and experiences, there's a lot there. But when someone says something and shares something vulnerable enough to express pain, and then you turn around and try and equalize it like, well, me too, then you've missed the whole point. Then you're not understanding the gospel like that's that you can actually hear without making a defense for yourself, but actually hear where this person's at. Yeah. You know, and I, I see that that's such a like typical conversation yeah. that I've had with white people when I'm saying stuff that I'm, you know, I'm learning and stuff, the conversations I've had. Yeah. They're like, what about me? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not talking about you. I'm actually talking about someone else, but you can't even hear someone else's struggle without making it about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, in a, we're in a long, we're, the historical narrative and this whole narrative of this story is so long. That's the ignorance people come into it with. So it's like, if you haven't done the diligence of looking at the narrative, then you can't value the long story. So it's like, you're just there in the moment going, oh, okay, well, I have stuff too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you you don't, you don't understand what what has happened in this country, do you? You like you don't. This is this is not my pain just today. This is this goes really really ugly or whatever. And it's and here's the thing. And it's actually bigger than the fact that I'm actually just hurt. We're we're talking about having to digest the fact that this is the country. This is the normalcy of it. Yeah. So our children are going to face it. I'm worried about my children's spiritual because I see plenty of people who run away from the church because our champions of the faith which are not champions, perpetuate this racism and foolishness in this country. And then they say stuff like, oh, these people are causing division. Really, you never actually, the division has always been here. The racism is not getting louder and there's not more division happening in country. You're just finally opening your eyes because you're finally hearing what black people have been dealing with the whole entire time. Right. Right. And like, so it's like, People don't, I'm like, yo, the homie, this ain't brand new. This has been our life, right? There's actually a liberation for us to even speak out, even though it's gut-wrenching. But, like, people like, the heck with this, and we're not dealing with it anymore. Because as dignity is being affirmed and realized, people are going to also realize how much they've been stepped on, right? Like, it's always like that. As you start realizing your value and who you are, you start getting ready to flip over the table because you're like, Dag, I sat in these meetings and let people talk through me, look through me, and everything else like I was not even a human. And when you start to hear, feel that, it's grievous. And then you're like, man, I'm flipping the whole table over. Right. And you just to do it. And it's right to do it, you yeah. know? It really, really is, you and, know? And what people don't what people don't realize sometimes is by the time they come in ready to flip the table over, they probably have been through that situation so many times. Mm-hmm. And... You at that moment, like you said, shirt, you'd be like, well, what about me? What about how I feel? You have actually taken, because this is our life. You have a moment. This is our life. Mm. Now, I don't want no hero cookie. I don't want your sympathy, but I want you to understand 
that I may, my, re, my resolve in the situation might come off wrong sometime because I'm yeah. dealing with it all the time. Right. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, you have to understand that, especially if a person has been trying to get their voice heard, trying to get, you know, like, at, I use this example all the time, but it is what it is. It's, it, that's, that's, it's a prime example of it. When my son wants something and I'm ignoring him, like, he just keep asking me. He just mm-hmm. keep asking Straight me. Up. He just keep asking me. He just keep asking me. And I'm just like, trying to do something. Not paying attention to him. Not doing it. He falls out, hurts himself, cries and whines, spins around, grabs me. He acts like the biggest, like, and then he don't care about where he do it, mm-hmm. who's there. He don't care about none of that. Yeah. Do that, does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Does that sound like young teenage violence? That's, that's like some, sometimes it be cries for help, man. Mm-hmm. And it just be like, I just want you to answer me. Even yeah. if you don't give it to me, at least acknowledge who I am and yeah. acknowledge that I have a need yeah. and say I can't help you. Or say I can help you. Or say I can get somebody that can help you. And it's like we haven't even got to the point to where we can even be acknowledged yeah. that we have a voice and that there is a problem. Yeah. Like we had a vice president show up at a football game since we're talking about taking a knee in and Eminem. We had a vice principal, show, a vice, our vice president show up to a football game. Now, mind you, he could have went to any football game in the world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams protesting. The team that's protesting with the real issue that I know for sure is the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Because they have Eric Reed who kneeled with Colin Kaepernick and he is doing press releases, talking to communities every week, week in and week out about police brutality, equality. You know what I'm saying? You had a vice president fly from Las Vegas all the way to the Indianapolis, all the way to Indianapolis for that game. Could have won the end of the game. He had Oakland games. He had Seattle games. Mm-hmm. Seattle and L.A. right there. You, you, Las Vegas could have jumped on. Could have drove. You went all the way to Indianapolis. Could have taken the bus. Could have taken the bus. <laughs> you went all the way to Indianapolis to watch the Colts and the 49ers game. And you went all the way there just to muzzle and take the attention off of the real issue at hand, not being called a SOB, mm-hmm. not being called all of that. This is about real propaganda. Game. Real prop, like real, like you took, you made a decision to do that. And my homeboy just just posted on him. Shout out to Dre Marshall. Dre Marshall said, and the trip cost him. I forgot to tell. We, we talked about that. The trip cost him over. $250,000. The entire trip. Well, hold on. For what? what do you mean? That's what I want to know. But it's it said like it, the it, Secret Service. It's like Secret Service. Just, All that comes with him tra- being transported. It's a lot more than us just being transported. Hold on. He don't need to go to no games with my tax money, period. Bro, if you cost you 250 Gs to go sit and watch a game. Every- Every time they go, well, the problem Jay, they was they have to have scouts. They have, I mean, it's a big yeah, deal. it's a big Boy, deal. That's man, we about to run a ship. No, they ain't right. <laughs> and that's a prime example of somebody having a voice and it being muzzled by someone in power. 
and, and, and we do this all the time. Now, granted, me and Shirk were talking about this yesterday, and I agree with Shirk too. He probably came there. It was probably like a political campaign type of thing. He wanted to get some people on his side. Rally some supporters. Rally some supporters. He, I, I honestly doubt he cares that the NFL players kneel. That's my personal opinion. It's like, whatever. They're one person out of 300-something million people. But if this is an opportunity for me to rally some people behind me when I go for my next presidential run, let's do it. Whatever. Yo, can we take a break and hit a song real quick? I got a question when we come back. We can yep. take a break. Uh, yo, this is Pure Radio 103.7 FM, 1320 AM. You rocking with the Ville Radio Show. Yes, we talk crazy. Yeah, if you're mad, it's okay. Pray through it. Pray for us. We'll be all right. But we're going to have some real conversations because that's what we're going to do. Cheerio. Um, a saint. Man. I think I just need to talk to him on this one, man. It's like, man, that ain't even rain you had, man. That's they tears, I'm telling you. I gotta give them something. You can take your shirt on my back. Your boy life give you his laundry. Matter of fact, this is my diary. In album form. Every time you lay down a song, you give birth like when a child is born. I rap life, my lyrics ain't entertainment. I don't want you to lose life like when a train skips a track. Whoever choose Christ gets it back. The boy with the brave lips is back. In other words, I'm speaking codes. I just give you the truth. What you reap, you sow. That highway to heaven, I walk with my feet on the road. A young Ezekiel eating a scroll. My young people needing a role model to look to when they need some control. Some of the saints laughing when they weaknesses show. They just giving them a reason to go. Yo. Lord, I give you my laundry. This is what is inside me. Lord, I'm giving you laundry. Lord, this is inside me. Do what you want with. Uh, your boy, life had to turn around, man. I was burning down. It's like I ain't hurting now. So many churches is burning down. We living in the last days and time for certain now. This is the diary of a hurting child. Some trying to turn it down. Still, when I heard, I smile. Man, it's sort of like a murder trial. You know how they did Christ till he tore the curtain down. But I'm walking in my purpose now. Like I got a purple gown. Still, I ain't perfect now. I'm dealing with a virgin now, we going in circles now, but he gon' work it out. I see you girl, girl, this is your boy, boy. The devil hates us, he just wanna destroy joy. Potential wedlock, baby girl, a boy, boy. He don't need another J life, he don't wanna stir. Lord, I give you my laundry. This is what is inside me. Lord, I'm giving you laundry. Lord, this is inside me. Do what you want with. Spiritually, can I give you my shirt? Spiritually, can I give you my dirt? Get in your ear with my sense till it hurt. It's true that I flirt. My potential mate is miles away. She anointed, but he's still throwing trials away. You wouldn't believe the things she conquered. Never. I know it's rough. Hope you smile a day. She writes.
writing rhymes now. She gonna be fine now. Yeah, he bruising the hills, but he gonna bow down. Praising God with her eyes fixed on his crown now. God loves the sinner, look what I found out. Sometimes I wanna be by myself. It's like the only place I can be myself. A broken spirit can't feed myself. Going nowhere fast with no seat belt, but I'm gone. Lord, I give you my laundry. This is what is inside me. Lord, I'm giving you laundry. Lord, this is inside me. Do what you want with it. Yo, what's going on? It's the Bill Radio Show. Jay Julioli's in the building. Big Phil. Yes, sir, baby. And Shirk Dog. There you go. Bill <laughs> <laughs> Radio 103.7, 13.20am. Bill Radio, we're still rocking, whatever. We take a knee part two up in here. Um, we're talking about some stuff or whatever, but I'll, that was my man, Jafia Life or whatever, just rocked the mic on that song, Laundry, right there. You know what I'm saying? Killing that joint. Shout out to Jafia. He go hard. Real hip hop. You know what I mean? And shout out to it. our live uh, stream listeners that's right now via the Facebook. Make sure y'all like the page, the Ville Radio Show. Okay. I see you. We are live streaming right now from Big Phil's page, but the Ville Radio Show has shared it. Make sure you go like it. You know what I'm saying? We rocking. We going hard. I see y'all online. Yo. Y'all send us some questions. Make some comments. Please like it. Please share. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Check it. I got a question though. Mm-hmm. Shirk, this is a question for you, real quick. Lord, okay. you always got the white people questions, like hitting us with them or whatever, bro. You be murdering us, bro. Like for real, I be like, I'm gonna choke this brother right on the red. He's like, so my white friend said, you know, so here we about to hit you with a black. I got, so I got my a quote. Friend yeah, said, I don't even have a good one to get you. That's why I'm mad because I want to hit you with a good question. But this is just a question. So, as a white man, right? That's me. Hey, hey. <laughs> Howdy. How- <laughs> He's going to build that thing way up. Way up. Uh, hey, stop mocking my white people. Straight up. Hey, so Don't listen. Don't give me disrespect. Shirk dog. Yeah. All right, so say the national anthem, right? Let's talk about the national anthem real quick. Okay. Oh, Lord. Say the national anthem, because everybody, I keep seeing all these posts on Facebook where people are like these unpatriotic bastards and everything else or whatever, and they're crapping on our national anthem. Like, people really cared about the national anthem. I guarantee you 90, 80% of the people can't even sing the joint all the way through that are talking about that and getting so patriotic all of a sudden, right? I but, just want you to know you just said bastard on Christian radio. Sorry. And you but said crap seven times. You're fired up today. I don't even know. Like <laughs> It's all good, though. We got bad. a podcast. We're, We're not trying to judge. We got a podcast. Okay, all right. So, Good radio shout out to you. Yeah, we love yeah. you. Okay. So um have grace for us, y'all. So listen. <laughs> grace in the place. Um let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. If let's say that let, let, let's let, let's see let's say we had a a black terrorist group. Okay. Right? Live way back in the day, right? But mm-hmm. they were in power. Um and they helped start this country and everything else, right? Yeah. And let's say one of them actually wrote the national anthem for this country, right? Okay. Just as, how would you feel as American, like, singing it, knowing who it actually came from? Would it have any, you know, like, would it have it, like, you know, and you can honest, like, I, you don't yeah. have to help with whatever narrative you think I'm trying to go with. Like, just, I'm just wondering. 
uh, my first reaction is that I have to think about it because it's so foreign. Yeah. That I don't even know. It's like it's not something you never even thought about. No, never once thought about that. Yeah. So it's a new question. Um, but that answer in itself is says a whole lot. Says yeah. a whole lot. Sure. Yes. Like because that's nothing I've ever even considered. <laughs> yes. And now I'm, I've considered in a way before that like I could see why people are upset about certain things in the past because of their roots right. now. Not maybe not necessarily the national anthem, but a lot of different stuff. Right, yeah. I've considered that, but I haven't considered, because it's just so foreign, yeah. that I don't know what it's like to be oppressed. Yeah, right. yeah. Straight up, one, because I'm white, two, because I'm a male. Yeah. Three, because I grew up like middle, upper middle class. Yeah. So it's just so foreign. Like you've never even had, you don't, you never even have to process any of this stuff. No, I process, it's so hard because I process it from I, almost like I have to from an intellectual standpoint. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean anything to me personally. Yeah. Because I haven't experienced it. Now, when I hear you or Phil or anyone else talk about it, I'm trying to, like, understand the mm-hmm. plight yeah. and the hardships. But even me saying I'm going to put myself in your shoes is kind of false. Yeah. Because it's like at the end of the day, when my wife says she goes out, and is mistreated by guys on the street disrespecting her. Yeah. I I want to empathize because I know it's terrible and it it what well, it's so shaming and de- dehuman uh, de- dehumanizing de- dehumanizing yeah. to her. Yeah. And I'm like, and because I love her so much, I'm like, it really makes me upset. Yeah. But I can never say I know what that feels like mm. because again, I've never been in her shoes. Yeah. So it's. You can you, you the human in, the human and you re, will respond to the pain for sure. Yeah. But, you, you just said something very key. You said right. because you love her so much. Right, right. That's like, the, the the love for her. Yeah. you'll respond to the pain totally. But yeah. you can't say that you will actually ever know what it feels like. Right. Yeah. But it's almost like the thing too. It's like if I'm seeing one of my close friends, I'm going to use Jay's language, get the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. By someone on the street. He said it, yo. The white guy. The white guy. That, I said that it. cancels all my craps out and makes it okay. So, boom. If I see that happening, I don't know what it feels like to get kicked in the face, any of that stuff. Yeah. But you better believe I'm running in there yeah. and being like, just fighting on his behalf yeah. to protect him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this... This is good. So this is there's a lot of profound stuff in the middle of this statement. Yeah. That I think is completely where we're dancing at. Right. There, you're like what you said with your wife. Like you love her. Mm -hmm. You can't feel actually that pain, but she has full credibility. Full credibility in my eyes. So like when the Bible says weep with those who weep, Mm -hmm. you don't have to feel what they're actually weeping about, but you actually because of who they are and their love for them. Yeah, and your love for them and who they are in the eyes of God. We, 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 we weep with them, right? And so flipping that back to the, the I think, the, to generalize the black experience in America, there's this dehumanizing that happens when people don't deem our pain worth weeping with, right. whatever. And, it, and, and, here's the, and this is the big statement, too, because I think some people would think that we're saying, I need you to give credibility to my pain to establish my worth. That's not even the battery in my back. It's, it's the fact that injustice rules our country. It is that it, it, so like every person that just considers themselves patriotic should have an extreme problem with it, right? 
should have an extreme problem with it. And it's not just for blacks, it's for whites, Asians, Hispanics, everybody, because it crushes everybody like everything is broke when justice does not reign, right? And so, and then, and then another thing also is this right here. Like, I, I just don't, I don't need, I don't need white money. I don't need white anything. Like, I can fade into black culture and be completely fine, mm -hmm. and my family will do well and everything else. The problem is, this separated division and this wall of hostility is an attack against the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Straight up. And so people like our, they, they claim um, to be the moral masters of this conversation, yet they sit in completely whitewashed churches, and I ain't going to leave the black folks out, in completely blackwashed churches. I understand there's dynamics that play into all of that, whether it's geography or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. But still, even from a pulpit standpoint, and even from the um, the, 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 the seats in the church, people do not fight for um, relationships that are not easy. So then people start judging like even churches like ours or whatever and like how hard things may be sometimes and everything else. But they aren't willing to lift a hand to ever come fight this fight to actually display the beauty of God and what heaven actually looks like. And I get sick of churches saying our church is diverse and it looks like what heaven looks like, but everybody is economically on the same page and everybody votes the same. That's not diversity. That's not enough. That's you haven't brought a new culture into your church. So don't start running around with the we have racial reconciliation flag because it's not actually the truth. It's the lie. You're doing easy street or whatever. I can go get anybody that thinks exactly the same as me and bring them from every culture in the world. But find people who are actually different than you and actually use the stuff in the Bible that's really hard, like forgiveness and mercy and being patient and all that other stuff to bring unity. That's a whole nother deal. But I didn't went way off the map or whatever. I'm about to get to this national anthem real quick. Hold on. But Let sure me say one more thing. I just started something. Hit it. Yeah. Sure. So what I just painted to you is like the best possible scenario that I do. Yeah. But let me go back and tell you how I sin when my wife tells me that. Hot dog. Hit it. Okay. So how many times has my wife come home? Like, I think my wife's smoking hot, okay? Mm -hmm. That's just me. Yeah. Sure. But apparently other people do too. Yeah. All right? So how many times? I wasn't saying, yeah, like agreeing with you. No, I, yeah, I it's fine. Shit. I don't, <laughs> it's I don't fine. It's fine. I me later, like, so be you so looking at. We'll talk. I, we'll I, talk. You, <laughs> just looking at my wife. No, but Why like, did you agree so quick when I said that, bro? Like, your eyeballs got all big. What you? I'm just playing. We play. You know. But when she gets home sometimes, and then she'll tell me this, like someone made a comment to her that made her feel like uh, dehumanized, right? Yeah. I'll ask, what was the comment? What happened? And then there's times where I'll try and justify why that person might have said that. Because mm. in my mind, I'm like, well, maybe if I justify why they did it, it won't hurt her as much. Yeah. But what it mm. comes off as completely yeah. is unsympathetic to the pain she felt because at the end of the day, I don't understand the experience of being a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. The I don't get it. Yeah. So this is an isolated incident, sure. Yeah. But it's more than just an isolated incident. It's a culture above that yeah. and of being a woman mm -hmm. that I don't get. But then here I am trying to justify, well, you know, at the end of the day, maybe it was a compliment in the way he was saying it, and it wasn't to disrespect and belittle yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You said, but this is what I'm doing, right? Yeah. 
Every man is guilty with you right now. Totally, I was just, right? I, you just crushed because I women was, I forgive just said us, that. Lord forgive us. We Lord, mess, women forgive. I just said that to my wife last night. But what's crazy it's is the crazy. parallel of doing that with black people. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you can take a case, like someone shoots up national case. Yeah, whoever it is, whatever police brutality it is, whatever. Yeah, and as white people, what we do is we're like, well, let's look at this incident specifically. Yeah. And let's try and figure out, was it justified or not? And then we'll get to the end of it and say, well, maybe it was okay. You know, but what we can't do as white people, because we don't understand, is that it's not just about the once incident. It's about being black in America. That we don't understand that there's so much more involved in it. So much. And so we just take individual things, looking at them like... Uh, objectively, and figuring out if that was right and wrong. And so same with my wife. When my wife comes home crushed, and then I'm not even hearing her, because I'm like, okay, like, I kind of am sympathetic a little bit to that guy, because maybe I've done that before, or like, had that intention with a woman before, so I feel bad for him. It's like, what about my wife? Yeah. What about my wife? You know, and what about the plight that is being a woman? in a male-dominated society. So all that to say is these are parallels. Like, I, man, just even being at the Ville Church, so many times when I have a kind of a breakthrough of how um, I'm either racist or, like, perpetuating a blind spot of mine that hurts African-Americans, so many times it's, it's not just that. It's bigger than that because the power privilege issue even goes towards me and my wife or me and women. And it's just so ingrained in different ways that like if we were to see the depth of it and the ugliness and how it, how it hurts people, yeah, man, it, it'll bring anybody, talk about taking a knee, it'll bring anybody to their knees. Yeah. Straight up. No, nah, that's real talk, yo. Man. It's going down up here on the Bell Radio Show. That's real. That's that's heavy stuff. Do we need another song? Do we need to take a breather? So do you guys, man. Let's hit a song real quick and we come back. We don't got too much. Well, we're gonna hit them. We 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 gotta we gotta preach some gospel when we come back or whatever. Yeah. This this joint serious, man. Yo, this is the Bill Radio Show, Pure Radio 103.7, 1320AM. Take a knee part two. You know what we do, man. We talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else could dance around it. We're gonna talk about it. It is what it is. Thank God for your grace and mercy because we can talk how we want to talk. Um, not that we're careless and reckless, but we're going to talk. I'm just saying, folks, we're going to talk. Maybe you don't talk about it at your table at, your, at home, but we're going to have the conversation and we don't sit and talk about all the white people across the street and they talk about the black people across the street. We sitting at the table, black and white, having the conversation. That's what we do at church. We do it in our personal lives. And how are we going to go forward if we don't talk? Mm-hmm. This is the Ville Radio Show. Let's hear some of this music. From the Ville to the Skull, act like you know. Big Philly's on this track. Peace, show. Yes, sir. From the Ville to the Skull, have they not heard? Yep, they already know. The sound's gone out to the ends of the earth and the words to the end of the world. Tell them. If the stars don't tell them, how will they believe? If a preacher ain't yelling, take it to the streets, call it beautiful feet. Glad tidings of good things, that's the gospel of peace. From the veil to the skull, let them know, dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know, dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know, dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know, dope. Ah, uh, yeah. 
coast to coast, I feel it. From the image to the veil, and my people still with it. Hold it down in the 904, they do that there. I'm too awake, but to each his own sphere. We preaching the same thing, we preaching the gospel. The whole counsel of God delivered from the apostles. To my brothers who are saints in the most high. On the doctrine that you teach, keep a close eye. Cause there's wolves in the fold in the pulpits. So keep your sword sharp, keep the guns loaded. To protect the sheep at all costs. And do whatever it takes to bring back the lost. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Let me exhort you again For you it is safe and for me it ain't worrisome Not at all Be alert and watch with a sober mind Cause the devil prowls around like a roaring lion And he's looking for someone to devour So resist him steadfast in the power of the Holy Ghost Knowing that these afflictions you must endure Till the end of the only road Straight and narrow is the path that you gotta take On the road that is easy there's a lot of fakes A lot of sons of the devil, yeah a lot of snakes But you gotta lay your enemy so don't hate just refute their lies and misdirection Especially if they deny the resurrection Cause he's the lord of the living Ask Abraham, ask Isaac, ask Jacob That's the I am Yeah, from the veil to the skull Have they not heard? Yep, they already know The sound's gone out to the ends of the earth And the words to uh, the end of the world Big Phil, tell them Veil to the skull, let them haters know no. We're taking new life with us everywhere we go <gasps> Willing to water the seeds That was only the rest of the guy He's the one that make them grow out Big Phil and AV got some no no no. Call it coast to coast part two. Ooh. And I tell you this time what we won't do. Lead a home and shirt dog out the look though. Truth in our 23s, boy, when we walking. Trying to get it while the rest shit ain't steady talking. And if we talking, it's Calvary. And a resurrection that carries me. So why the enemy try to nullify? Because he got up, I've been justified. Yes. AV, even though I know you're out west, I know you still wear the veal church on your chest. Yes. It's free Duval with the scope too. Say the gospel everywhere that we go to. It's free Duval and the scope too. Say the gospel everywhere that we go From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Dope. From the veil to the skull, let them know. From the veil to the skull, let them know. From the veil to the skull, let them know. From the veil to the skull, let them know. From the veil to the skull, let them know. From the veil to the skull, let them know. Yo, 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 Veil Radio Show. We back in the building. Pure Radio 103.7 FM, 1320 AM. Who are we with the Veil Radio Show? I already told you. You got to listen up. You understand? We got Big Philly Ellie's in the building, the shirt dog in the, in the his house. Yes, right? sir, Take a knee part two. We're going to round up this show real greasy for you or whatever. Um, I'm going to just, I'm going to fly through this real quick, fellas, because we don't have a whole lot of time or whatever, right? But we got our patriotic guy, Francis Scott Key or whatever, who did our national anthem. And we just keep seeing on Facebook or whatever, everybody's like, yo, these people, whatever, they disrespect our national anthem and the flag or whatever. They don't even know the national anthem, but anyway, that's a whole nother point. But I want to say this real quick, just to let people know, I want to read. So the national anthem has actually been edited, right? Yeah. Let me read to you the part that was taken out. I think we did this on the air before. We never um, read it, though. Yeah, we never read it, though, right? Talk it says, so this is the piece that's taken out or whatever of it, but it's still documented as the national anthem and in some of our museums oh. or whatever, right? And it says, and where is that band who so violent, violently swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home in a country should leave us no more? Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. 
No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Hold up. Well, here, can someone explain to me what it's saying? Because I honestly, I'm not catching it. So let me, let me, let me hit this one again, right? Uh-huh. It says, their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No Whose ref- blood? Let me go back. Sorry, sorry. No, it's you fine. keep going. Yeah. I, go, no, 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 no. We, yeah. we, we need to, we, you're right. We need to get it. And where is that man who so violently swore that the, ha- that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country shall leave us no more? Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. So I, I would say they're talking towards the enemy, right? Yeah, the um, British. Okay. The British, right? So no refuge, could, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. So it, from what it looks like to me, the, this last statement is embodying this idea that Nobody could come against um, or save the slave or whatever. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And then it ends with the triumph idea of the star-spangled banner and triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave, Mm -hmm. right? So my takeaway from that and then from people who have spoken into this is, so this is actually a celebration of our right, so to speak, to have slaves in this country. Because that's not what I'm hearing. I well, mean, maybe me, I'm... No, tell me what you're hearing. I'm hearing that that no refuge can... Like, that we as Americans are enslaved to the British. That's what I was hearing. So mm-hmm. maybe that's wrong. But that <clears throat> we can't just by... We have to go to war to be un, not slaves to the British. Which, to me, either way, it's like, oh, we can't be slaves to the British, but we can have slaves. So yeah. if that's the case, then that's a whole different topic. Yeah. But I'm not sure it, what it's It would be ugly either way. But I think because it says hireling before it, like it's speaking to actual um, like laborers. Okay. Like, so like the hireling and the slave, like no refuge could save the hireling and, sla- hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. I would love to hear people's. Is anybody commenting on this? Online. Let's ask. We have two minutes. So, yo, two minutes. Y'all come back to this or whatever. We can talk about this it next or whatever. Week. So let me embody my point that I want to hit with whatever because I want to read this other Facebook post, which is going to be absolutely crazy, right? So my point is this right here, whatever. 90 seconds. It, are you serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> yo, Jerry, why you took up all that time? With <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to understand. I know. I get it. All right, That's what man. I do. All right. It's good. Okay. Dang, I don't even know what to do now, but here, here's the thing. Here's my point. I think a lot of people think that when... Um, they see African-Americans bring up points like this or whatever. They're like, man, why are you jumping all the way in the past? But for us, the past is still very much the present. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, it, it, and it goes back to the statement that we we're saying before where it's like, hey, you know, you know, people just, they don't see it. They think that division is being started. The division is already, already there. You know, Trump was just the key that let people actually speak what they actually were already feeling. Well, we actually were already feeling that when we go into places of business, when we go to the doctor, when we call on the phone and we need help or whatever, but people hear us as black people and they're like, hey, you know, like we know there's going to be a different response. We actually, even when we're moving around, use white privilege on purpose. Even when I called when my computer was lost the other day, 
It's my computer. We put Jen on the phone, mm. and we knew exactly what we we're doing. Put a white voice on the phone because the care, the care that will be in that it'll be handled with, is completely different. Phil, do we not as black people not take the daggone bass out of our voice when we got call customer service? All day, every day. I used to be up in. You know what I'm saying? Florida blue like this. Hello, thank you for calling because you're serious. My name is So, look. How are you? I, 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 know we got, I know we got two more seconds. I want to just read a Bible verse really quick or whatever, right? Can I make one point? Oh, yeah. Hit the point. It's funny how people say, why are we living in the past? Yeah. And then we can just say, why do you care so much what happened 2,000 years ago on a cross? Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Like, like, what are you talking about? Why we live in the past? Because the past matters for the present. The past matters. Let, let's, Go let's, ahead. What, how much, what we got? We're over. Go okay. Ahead. We good. We, we, we can we, shout out make, to Pure Radio. Yeah, make it, make it work, sir. I mean, Phil, you know how to do yeah, it, whatever. Yeah. Amos 5, I just want to read with this really quick or whatever, right? This is Amos 5. I'm reading verse 18. It says, woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light as if a man fled from a lion and a bear met him. This is saying for all the super Christian folks who are like, well, Lord, please come and everything else because they think they're good to go. He's saying it's not going to be a good day. He says, or went into the house and leaned his hand against the wall and a serpent bit him. Is not the day of the Lord dark, darkness and not light and gloom with no brightness in it? He's, and listen what, listen what, this is the word of the Lord. I hate and I despise your fees. I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs to the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. I'm going to sum it up like this. He's saying... Cut your church games and your bull crap and let justice actually roll down. Weep with your brothers. Hear the cries of those who are not being heard. Stop smothering them and let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever flowing stream. Make it so hard for injustice to breathe. That's what he's calling his believers to do. He ain't even hearing your worship and all your other stuff, whatever. And I'm going to wrap it up with that. That's the Pure Radio Bill Radio Show. 103.7, a.m. I love y'all. I even love Trump, too. We're going to pray for him. You pray for us if you think we crazy. Peace, Middle East, and everywhere else. It's gonna Shout be out huge. to Puerto Rico, too. We're praying for y'all. Easy. It's going to be huge. Mic drop.